the guy who is in charge of that particular project. You can introduce me as Jared Scott Johnson. You can just call me Jared. I'm doing a book. It's a black and white photo book on the closing of Winterland entitled This Old Building, The Closing of Winterland. It's a photo documentary about the building, the people who were there, and the performances. Days away from Jared's Kickstarter deadline, he took time out of his busy schedule to give us an update. Right now, I have the photographs are being scanned and post-processed by a good friend of mine named Bob Minkin, who's also done a couple of Grateful Dead books. Hi, Corey. This is Bob Minkin. My first book, Live Dead, and my new book is The Music Never Stopped, Marin County's music scene. My other life, I'm a graphic designer. All those releases of Dick's Picks and View from the Vault and some of the Vault series, including like the Fillmore West box set. So I was the designer for all of those. I was really excited to hear Jared was working with Bob Minkin, a good friend here at the program, Dead Air. Probably one of the coolest guys that I've ever talked with on the program. Bob Minkin is very chill. He's professional, but still likes to have a good time. And the interview, when I was talking with Bob, it was more of a chat session, which is better than a Q&A. Both Bob and Jared have the same type of vibe. They're both very easy to approach, which definitely helps Jared because he went around and talked with people who were there at the closing of the winter land. Those stories are going to be in conjunction with the photos to sort of give a broader context for what the event was about. So it's kind of from a fan's perspective of like being at the show or how they got their tickets or how they got there or whatever it is that they want to say about it. The stories are from the fans. The photos are from Jared. I like the idea of being able to include my deadhead family into the book and make it about us and not just about my photos. Jared was 20 years old when he went to the closing of the Winterland in 1978. He had been taking pictures of concerts for about five years. As I look back at my body of work, I found that this was a good concentrated body of work that, that was one event that is has historical value now. I mean, it's not just about the performance, but it's about the building and the people who were there. These are never before seen pictures that have came from all angles. Jared knew that this was going to be the last show of the historic Winterland. So he wanted to have this be a photojournalism documentation of not just the performance, but also the venue. My intention was to capture pictures of the building and got big wide shots of the building. I have close-ups of certain parts of the building, pictures of people in line. I have the crew pushing gear in and out. Now that the building on Post and Steiner Street has been destroyed, Jared's photos, they not only have a historic significance of what the scene was like, but it is also an opportunity to see the building like you've never seen it before. I haven't honestly been sharing too many of these photographs out in public. Just sort of a handful of people have said, you know, what beautiful photographs. As far as the event itself, Jared noticed that there wasn't a lot of camera flashes in the audience on that Sunday evening. I think the only other photographer that I know that has photos, and I'm sure he's not the only one, but 
Ed Perlstein was there that night, and I'm sure that Ed probably had access that I didn't have. Ed Perlstein worked closely with the Grateful Dead, Bill Graham, and other San Francisco bands and venues. His Winterland photos, they ended up on the official Grateful Dead CD DVD release of Closing of the Winterland. Now, there were a few more shows at the Winterland to receive that official release treatment, and Jared gives us the rundown on the magic that took place at some of those nights at the Winterland. Frampton Comes Alive was recorded at Winterland, and you know, that was a multi-million dollar selling album. One of what some people think is one of Bruce Springsteen's best shows ever was recorded at Winterland. Cream did a recording at Winterland. Um, There were a number of bands that recorded shows at Winterland that are considered to be epic shows. Led Zeppelin played their first performance of Whole Lotta Love at Winterland. The Last Waltz was there, the band's last show that was made into the you know the famous movie The Last Waltz. That was there as well. So yeah, there's there's quite a bit of history. pairing of Bill Graham and the Winterland did a lot for music history. Bill's first show that he put on there was in 1966, and that was with Jefferson Airplane and the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Now, after the closing of the Fillmore West in 1971, the Winterland became the hot spot. People who played there, the Stones, the Who, Queen, Cream, The Doors, Hendrix, Alma Brothers Band, Pink Floyd. Jared notes that it was the dead, however, that were the Winterland's house band. I think they played the most. They played almost three times at Winterland. For the bands, the Winterland was a very special place to play. Bill Graham would pair up rock and jazz artists together. You know, Winterland was uh, one of those places where he was able to just bring a lot of those bands who were starting to gain more popularity, and it was a, a larger venue for them to play in. Jared Johnson is my guest this week for Dead Air. I'm Corey Daniels, and uh, Jared, he has a Kickstarter going on for his book, This Old Building. It's the closing of the Winterland, a beautiful black and white photo book about the final show at Bill Graham's Winterland Arena, along with stories from people who were there at the show, Deadheads, and that uh, we're all getting down New Year's Eve 1978. You can take a look at it, uh, his project, donate to it, whatever you want to do, contact Jared over at his Kickstarter page. The Winterland was so sentimental for bands, but uh, Jared also mentioned how cool it was for fans. It wasn't like going to a concert today where you kind of go in, you hand your ticket, you go through the turnstile, you sit in your seat, you watch a show, you clap and you go home. You know, it was like you go, you wait in line, you, you know, you go in, you lay your blanket down, you sit down, you, you're, you're with all your friends and you, and it's, it's just, it's, it was an event. It wasn't, it was, totally different than going to shows 
it was an all-day affair, and Winterland, I know for me and many other people, was just a fantastic place to see a show. Before the closing of the Winterland in 78, Bill Graham had set up volleyball matches inside the venue. After the show, Graham had breakfast arranged. Now, the Grateful Dead played at the Winterland more than any other band. They took a break on the road at about 1974, and just before they went on break, they kind of did a run of farewell shows. The venue was the Winterland. They were the house band at Winterland, essentially. I mean, they, it was their backyard. You know, so they didn't have to go very far to play. So I think for the dead, Winterland was was probably, you know, had a special place in their hearts. Jared Johnson, he has put his heart and his soul into his latest project that you can find on Kickstarter. He's looking to raise about $15,000 to help with his hardcover black and white photo art book of unpublished photos of the last show at the Winterland Arena with the Grateful Dead. The title of the book is called This Old Building, The Closing of the Winterland. And with the final days of his Kickstarter campaign, Johnson has two options. One will be I'll hit my goal or surpass it, which means that I get to publish my book. And I'm, I've am i already sort of committed myself to a minimum of 500 books. So at about 15 grand, that'll, that'll allow me to publish 500 books. If I exceed that, I might be able to publish more. I, my next tier up is 750 books. Then there's the worst case scenario. If I don't make my goal, then basically I don't get funded. My prints will have been scanned and processed, and I'll have digitized versions of all the photographs available that I can sell, and or maybe I could do like a per-print, per-book run through an online publishing company where, where, you know, as the orders come in, I can just say, okay, print one, boom, send it out. So I'm getting a little antsy, but, you know, in an all-or-none campaign. So we'll see what happens. The best way to track down Jared's Kickstarter campaign, just go to kickstarter.com and do a search for Winterland, Grateful Dead. One of those two will work. And the title of the book is called This Old Building. And that title is definitely a nod to the Grateful Dead song, Samson and Delilah. They opened the second set with Samson and Delilah. He starts off with that line from the song. It says, if I had my way, I would tear this old building down. What's fun is if you listen to the KSAN broadcast. It's the Grateful Dead live from Winterland, and we're on KSAN in San Francisco. We're going to be broadcasting through the rest of the night. The Dead will be coming back in a little while, and we have a surprise coming up. Is They have an interview with Bob Weir right before that set where he talks about um, playing in the venue and having plaster literally falling out of the ceiling. We hit a, a big thunderous cord and a great huge section of plaster fell out of the, the ceiling and landed on the floor. David Crosby was sitting out there listening and it landed, oh, maybe six feet behind him and it was about six by six feet, big enough to really ice somebody. That was a constant happening towards the end of, of, of Winterland's life. How does it make you feel to think you might never play at Winterland again? Well, you know, I'm beginning to get fond of this place. I used to hate it. 
because it, it's sort of an acoustical snake pit. But we've sort of learned to work with the place over the years, and it's going to be kind of it's going to be kind of sad to see it go. But nonetheless, there's got to be a better place somewhere around. You had Bob Weir talking about you know the building literally falling apart, and then they come out and they just they just crank right into Samson and Delilah and start off with, if I had my way, I'd tear this old building down. And then, you know, then the drums and it's just, it just, yeah, it was a great opening for the second set. Well, maybe you guys could end up by just tearing the place down yourselves tonight. It wouldn't be that hard to do. <laughs>